Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, happy day of days. It's Matt. Hey, it's Dory. Yeah. I was going to just launch into it, but uh, then I was like, well, no, I mean, look, this podcast for people who might uh, not yet be mothers. Mm-hmm. So, a happy Sunday unto all. We can say Mother's Day. I don't know. And acknowledge that it's a tough day for a lot of people. Well, there. I will acknowledge it. It was a tough day for Henry. What? Uh, no nap. Yeah, but he got to go to Disneyland. Yeah, but it was a tough day for him. Tough day for us. It was a it was a tough day for us. Bring a two year old to a theme park in a in a pandemic. You're bound to have a good time. He fell asleep. So there's no if anyone's familiar with Disneyland, there, there's usually a tram to take you from like the parking area to the park, but the tram's not operating, so you have to walk. So which is fine, but. As we were walking back to the parking, Henry fell asleep in the stroller, which like he never does anymore. Yeah. 
So we slept for seven to ten minutes, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. And then we were like, all right, well, he'll just fall asleep in the car. Nice. It's like an Traffic-y hour, hour yeah, drive. Hour drive. He was up the entire time. Talking. Yelling. Bah, 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 bah. Yep. Like no interest in sleeping. No, none whatsoever. Not even like a doze. He had an interest in like whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So we put him to bed an hour early. It was quite a Mother's Day. How'd it go, Dory? What was your what was your big takeaway from the day? Um it was really nice to see Henry so like excited about so many things at Disneyland. Yes, and wanting to rip our masks off. Yeah. He did not like lines. Nope. Which I get. Um, but there were it was there were a decent number of lines that we stood in. But, you know, a two year old in a line. I don't want to hit that. A two-year-old in the line is um, you get what you you get what you get what you ask for. Yeah, um, which is a lot of like exchanging of the child back and forth. Yeah, because the second you put him down, he wants to he bolt. bolt, and he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he had a little something to do with this elbow. I don't know. Hmm. Point is. You know, Dory got her cereal in bed. <laughs> yep. I mean, what else was I going to make, you know? Mm-hmm. Why not make what you want? Uh-huh. Right? Sure. Right? Yeah, sure. What else could I have done, really? French toast, pancakes, on a tray with a flower. That's so carby. The tray? It's you know? Mother's Day. You eat the tray, it'd be gross. Yeah. Um, some, you know, some flowers. You also like got up. Uh, I panicked because you got up way earlier than I thought you would. I honestly and, like bopped out of the kitchen, and I was like, "Oh, uh, okay, hang on." I woke up and I forgot it was Mother's Day. Well, so I liked when Henry brought you your present. Yeah, that was cute because he likes a mission. Yeah, it was very. And sweet. then he's like looking back at me like. Am I doing this right? <laughs> it was very sweet of him. Um, he's, a, he's a sweet little boy. Yeah. Uh, he's also enjoying the pool. Oh my God, he's obsessed with the pool. What you might not know, everyone, is that um, I'm the only one who goes in with him because Dory says it's too cold. <laughs> it's cold. So... But he he gets a lot of good, you know, bonding time with you in the pool. Yes, and me teaching him how not to drown is a lot of fun. Yeah, we're also, he's he's taking swimming lessons. Um, he had his first lesson last week. He really took to it and then wanted, like, asked to go to, in the pool a couple more times with, with Matt. Um, so that's been really nice because I would really like him to at least be able to not drown. Yes. Um, so it's, it's you know, I'm just doing essentially what the swim instructor did in the first lesson. We're yeah. just going over those beats. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just so relieved and glad that he was into it. 
I don't see how he wouldn't have been into it. I feel like with this kind of, with like swimming, you just never know. Like kids can seem excited about the pool and then actually get to the water and be scared or not that into it. And and he was just like all about it. Um, I got in when the instructor was here. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I think you just wanted to get in. Did I? Yeah. Whatever. It now locked me into like. Now you're the pool guy. Every day. <laughs> take off these little inflatable solar pads. I got to take all 12 of those off. And then I got to do some skimming, which Henry desperately wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then put them in. And then at night, I have to put everything back and blow up some tubes and. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But, you know, unlike when last year when he was in the pool, we'd get him ready and it would be like a 35-minute ordeal of getting him ready. Right. And then he'd go in for 10 minutes. If that. Now, you know, we're getting a good hour in there. And he, like, doesn't want to come out. Yes. It's essentially until he starts shivering. Yeah. And even then, he's like, what? <laughs> um. So, Yeah. That's fun too, yeah. So that's 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 sort of what's happening over here on the Henry front. Now we can slide over to what this podcast is about: excellent adventures. Dory Shafrir, the lady, uh, is getting some Dory Shafrir the embryos happening next month, week. Sorry, what? week next Friday. week, Friday this week, this coming Friday. Yeah, Dory went to Doctor Kelly Beck. Dory, tell us a little bit about what 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 happened over there in, in the place I can't go because of COVID. Um, well, everything you know, my lining looked good. My estrogen and progesterone levels were where they should be. Like everything seemed sort of like all systems go mm-hmm. internally. Um, she did say that they tested the wrong embryos. <laughs> they retested the wrong embryos. She's like, I didn't ask them to test those. I asked them to test the the one with the deletion, um, which they're supposedly doing now, or like retro mosaicing. I don't totally understand what that entails. Um, I asked her about the high level mosaics. She was like, well, we o- we've only transferred low level mosaics here. We haven't transferred high level mosaics. And I was like, I was thinking, well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. Is that one of our cars? I don't know. There's some honking happening, folks. I'm going to investigate. So I told her that I had read a study where they had transferred high-level mosaics, and she seemed sort of skeptical but was also like, I'd like to see it. I stood up, and it stopped, but it wasn't either of our car. Okay, okay. go ahead. Um, I mean, it's sort of immaterial for this upcoming embryo transfer. Like, the plan is still to transfer the one with the deletion. Um, Did we learn anything more about what the deletion may entail, right? It was like a thing of like it might have been deleted temporarily. Well, basically, she said it might not, the deletion might not be present in the interior of the embryo. Okay. And she also said because it's a, like, because it's a large deletion, it's not something, if it if it is present, it's not survivable. Right. So... If if you have a live birth with this deletion, it just it it the cells like regenerated mm-hmm. or whatever, from what I gather. Um, 
So. So we don't, I mean, essentially we're not, we don't have any more embryos than the one. Well, we don't know that. They're, they're testing another one. There's another one that could be a mosaic that they're testing. Hmm. And I don't know. I feel like we could make a case for transferring the high-level mosaics. Yeah. Well, look, Dr. Kelly Beck, she does like to... Push the envelope. Blaze trails. She does. <laughs> so if you give her a study and she agrees with the methods, then she'll probably be on board. Yeah. So I guess, you know... Hopefully Hopkins can publish something and then she'll be on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's the haps. Yeah. T minus five days, everyone. Dory's embryo transfer. My parents arrive. Dory turns 44. A lot happening this weekend. Yeah. Upcoming. Yeah. Oh, so... We have one more announcement. We have one more announcement, everyone. Remember how we were asking people for pre-order ideas, pre-order incentive ideas? Vaguely, I remember for that. For my book, Thanks yes. for Waiting, yeah, which is coming out June 29th. Which means you, soon you won't have to be waiting for the Thanks for Waiting. Exactly. So here's what's going to happen. Matt and I are going to do a live bonus podcast recording. Okay. We, we talked are. about this. Yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> you know what? It just didn't occur to me that it was live. Mm. I just knew that we had to like do it on a Thursday or something. It's on a Monday. On the 14th? Yeah. Yeah. We had to do it on the 14th and we had to get arranged childcare for Henry during this recording to which I was like, oh, I guess we, she's very busy the rest of that day. So we can't record during the day. But no, the reality it's, is it's live. It's live. That's why it has to be at a certain I time. I see. So here's the deal. June 14th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, Matt and I will be recording a live episode of Excellent Adventure that will be a bonus episode only accessible to people who pre-ordered the book. This How will not be... will be determined. I don't know, but I'm sure Random you have House, Random House out. says that they... They've worked out the they've logistics. They've worked out the logistics. All right, Random House. Um... And it will only so it only be available to people pre order. It won't be in our feed. It won't be on the Patreon. It'll just be available to people who pre order. Mm -hmm. So, what you do is you pre order from any retailer in any format. Mm -hmm. You can pre order the hardcover, the ebook, the audiobook. They prefer the ebook or the hardcover. They prefer the ebook or the hardcover. Yes, <laughs> but I appreciate people buying it in any format. And then you register at dory-shafrier.com slash pre-order. We will link to this in the show notes. You can also just go to my website. There's like a million places where you can click through to the pre-order registration. And all you do is you put in your name, your email, your um, like order number, and then you say which of the pre-order incentives you want. There's also a live Forever 35 hangout. Do you think that we will get to the point where... Um Random House will be like, look, no one wanted this. No, because I already know we've gotten a lot of registrations for um, when we announced it on Forever 35. No, no, but I mean for excellent adventure. Well, here's what I'm here's what <laughs> I'm I think proposing. people will be like, mm, I'd rather listen to Kate and Dory. Well, what I'm wondering is, because yeah. I do feel like the eggheads are very 
loyal. It's a crossover situation, I believe. It's also a crossover, but I, I think there are eggheads who don't listen to Forever 35. Okay. I'm wondering if we can beat Forever 35. I don't think we can. Really? Yeah. I mean, I might not have beauty tips, but if you need them, I'll present them live. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. Where are we going to record? Here? I think so. And this is like, is, will they be able to see us? Yeah. So people will see my office? What a, what a disaster we it is. We can record in my office. Yeah, I mean, it'd be funny if people saw this disaster. That might be that'd be worth a pre pre order incentive anyway. Exactly. Oh, and there's there's a couple other pre order incentives. I put together these guides that you can download as PDFs. One of them is a guide to my favorite beauty products. One of them is a guide to baby and toddler products, and then one of them is my guide to Las Vegas. If you're not particularly fond of gambling. Matt did give me some tips. I think it just applies to things to do in Vegas. Yeah, and it's really in addition to gambling. To so um, don't if you're a gambler, don't don't feel left out. Yeah, you can still you can still get it, and those are also available on my website. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm going to say what I said on Forever 35. Okay, which is, I really want to make the New York Times bestseller list. You do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing driving you right now. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, you're just like frantically pre-order incentivizing everything around the house you're like do we need do, we're almost out of milk should i get more as a pre-order incentive and i'm like what are you talking about i don't like these shoes should i send them to someone who pre-orders my book <laughs> 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 anyway that's what it's like here mm, yeah that's exactly what it's like thanks here. for waiting yeah the pre-order incentivizing. Just get her on the bestseller list, people. That's all. What are you? Why is she just looking at me like? <laughs> what are like, you saying? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm saying that it's you. You do want this very much. Yes, of and course. And then I'm making exaggerated jokes about mm. how much you want this. I see. I'm pretending mm -hmm. that you're running around the house trying to give away stuff. Yes, I understand. In that. an effort for pre-orders. Yes, I get it. Okay. Here's here's the funny thing though. <laughs> What is so funny? Because you're saying, here's the, Matt's saying this thing is not funny. Here's the funny thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, if everyone who listens to Excellent Adventure pre-ordered, I would make the bestseller list. I would probably get to number one on the bestseller list. Oh, if our entire audience pre-ordered the book? Yeah. 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 I mean, so, you'd be on the list for a year. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to make that happen for me. And that's not to say that... Um, we have a lot of listeners. It is to say that not that many people buy books. Yeah, exactly. It's less than you think. It's less than you think. And it's, and it's, which you means know, every little bit helps. To be honest, like it's hard to get people to buy books. And I get it. Like books are expensive, but they also are something that people work really hard on for a long time. I can tell you, I worked very hard on this book for a very long time. <sighs> I don't want to say it almost killed me because, like, that's kind of an exaggeration, obviously, but. It was it was hard to finish. So I don't know. It was your classic, you know, there's a pandemic. What do you do? Dory's like, I'll write a book. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um and obviously I'm not saying like that is the reason to buy my book. I just I just want to shed some light on a little bit of what goes into the making of a book. There you go. 
Um, and we did get a text from someone who asked, I'm just wondering if library pre-orders will count for your pre-order incentive. I put in a request to my library in December. So unfortunately, no. What? Yeah, I know. For the for the purposes of this situation, and this is per my publisher, they have to be purchased pre-orders. Oy. I greatly appreciate library pre-orders or library requests like that is awesome and i hope people do it but for this unfortunately you do have to Mm. buy the book so all right that's enough from me for now just a reminder that there is a Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. You can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com, matt and dory at gmail.com. And our phone number, where you can also text us, is 413 461 baby. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those like 
you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those two. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Hi, we're back, everybody. Hello. Hope you'd use that opportunity to pre-order Dory's book. <laughs> me too. Um, all right. This first email is from Melissa. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I'm in Canada too, and let's just say it sucks. I've taken a break from most of the podcasts I listen to because it feels so unfair that so many of you in the States are fully vaccinated and starting to get back to normal life, and we are in it deeper than ever without even a first dose. Things are very bad. This is the bad place. That's how I felt about Canada a few months ago. This is just You're an tired aside. of hearing about Canada's great job listening to the government. Yeah, I was tired of like hearing about how Canada was like, wow, we're doing so much better than the U.S. Like things are kind of normal here. Well, I mean, last administration, everybody was doing better than the U.S. That's true. Anyway, okay, sorry. We finished reading Melissa's email. Anyway, here I am on my fourth IVF transfer. None have been successful so far. And mentally preparing for coming out of COVID time, still without a baby, 25 pounds heavier thanks to a couple rounds of Depot Lupron to tame my adenomyosis. It didn't work. And just generally terrified of re... Uh, re she said reinterpreting with society. I think she meant reintegrating yeah. um, with society. My two closest friends, as well as my sister-in-law, have all gotten pregnant and had their babies during the pandemic. Of course, I'm so happy for them and thrilled to be an auntie. I understand that them having babies doesn't take a baby away from me. I get that. These are all easy things to say in a text message, but IRL, post-pandemic, my life is going to be completely different in that all my closest people, excuse me, all my closest people that I miss spending time with will also now have babies. Package deal. I know there have been discussions before about close friends and family having babies and it being hard, but this just feels next level. Like there is a pause on life and then surprise, life goes on for everyone but me. A joke was made in a group chat the other day about who was the most productive during lockdown. And my friend said, well, I was definitely the most reproductive. Boo. I mean, unless that's like their thing is making terrible jokes. jokes. All around, this is hard. And then coming out of these... uh, pandemic times i'm terrified i just feel like i'm supposed to try to go back to my normal life but add three babies to it being happy for them is sincere from afar but i'm so worried about how to deal with this irl once we get there surely i can't be the only one feeling this deeply anyone else coming out of covid times and meeting babies and jealous things are shitty thanks for listening and being there melissa from ontario canada and 1300 square feet with one husband, one cat, and one dog, zero hot dogs in 2021. And unless MLB opens up and I can get some street meat outside of Jay's game, then it will probably stay that way. P.S. I started listening to Gilmore Guys, Gillies Forever, wow. and I'm so thankful that I had so much knowledge going into IVF years ago. Thanks for being the only decent and non-praying for you, etc. infertility <laughs> channel on the internet. It is so needed and so appreciated. BTW, if any other eggheads are looking for another non-lame IVF podcast, BFN is also great, which I... Discovered a few years after ye old excellent pod. Uh, 
first of all, thank you for listening to us and finding us through the gillies. And uh, also, look, don't feel horrible. The birth rate in the United States has dropped off dramatically. That's true. It's like the entire country. We're like, no. <laughs> Not this time. Yeah. Um, but like, look, I get it. I get, we get, we get what you're going through. We got it for a while. It's really hard. And it, it's like, it's also one of those things where you then like feel bad about feeling bad because you tell yourself, well, I should be happy for them. Right. You know, and then you can't like let yourself feel mad or jealous or any of the very natural emotions that you would feel in this situation because you're thinking also about how you quote unquote should be feeling. And like, I get that too. I just think like to the extent that you can, you got to let yourself feel what you feel and do what you, what do what you're comfortable with. And on the bright side with the pandemic, you don't have to see the babies in person that often. That's true. And do you have any friends who don't have kids? Like maybe now is the time to talk to them. I don't know. This sounds really tough. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone who's also dealing with this in the pandemic. So if this sounds like you, please reach out to us. Um, All right. Next email is from Anonymous. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is for the reader last week who was interested in doing a natural transfer with her final remaining embryo. She thought a natural transfer sounded more like letting nature decide whether that final embryo becomes a third baby or not. Natural transfers are actually approximately as effective as fully medicated transfers. I wonder if she was imagining something in between a compassionate transfer and a natural one, something where the timing is right, but there's no medication support. I had three so-called natural transfers, and they all involved a trigger shot, then estrogen and progesterone, starting a few days before the transfer until the negative beta. I do appreciate that they involve a lot fewer medications than a fully programmed cycle, although they generally mean a few extra ultrasounds because the timing is much more up to your body. In my case, my doctor recommended natural transfers for me because I had spontaneously conceived children from my first marriage and was ovulating regularly. Um, Just an aside, I mean, I I think this is what I'm doing. I didn't even have, like, a trigger shot, I don't think. I just... No, what would they be triggering? I just... Ovulation. But why would you need to be ovulating? Um, So they can time everything? Anyway, I... I'm just, I just started on estrogen and progesterone because I ovulate because I have my, I, I'm, my period is regular. So like they knew when I was ovulating anyway, whatever, not important. While that listener was not interested in donating her embryo, no judgment. It's not for everyone. And I definitely understand not being sure that you do not want a third baby. I did want to ask if any of your listeners have experience with embryo donation, either as a donor or as a recipient. Like you and Matt, my husband and I were doing IVF because he has dumb sperm. Two failed cycles later, I'm told that although what my- if they were doing IVF because I specifically I had dumb sperm, that and they were like be... Matt Meyer has dumb sperm, we should do IVF. That would be expensive. Yep. Thanks for being fans. Um, two failed cycles later, I'm told that although my AMH is pretty great for my age, I'm 40 and it was over four last year. My eggs just don't look good in the dish, and we were advised to use an egg donor. We can't afford that, and my husband doesn't care if our baby has his genes, so we're looking into receiving donated embryos as an alternative. Has mm. anyone been through the process? And that is from Anonymous in 1,800 square feet in Denver. 
with two adults, two growing boys, and one large cat. Only one hot dog eating in 2021, but it was the quarter pound kind from Costco, and it was amazing. And it counts as two almost. Such a big dog. Yeah, good point. Um, yes, we've had people of that ilk. Yeah, for sure. So if anyone would like to, who hasn't written in, or maybe who has written in, would like to be like, listen, here's the deal. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt, do you want to take this next email Sure, from this Stephanie? is from Stephanie. Uh, I heard uh, the listener's email about his wife finding out about PCOS diagnosis after the first child. I actually got my PCOS diagnosis during my second pregnancy, which I know is super weird. I'm someone who has no problem getting pregnant, but I had two kids, three and four, currently 29 weeks with baby number three. But in between the first two and this pregnancy, I did experience three miscarriages. Uh, which is likely due to PCOS. Not to scare the listeners, it's just my experience. I s- the uh, standard treatments tend to be more of a symptom treatment, and since I wanted to be pregnant again, birth control isn't really an option for me, so I'm not insulin resistant, so metformin wasn't really needed. The PCP who wrote, primary care physician, I know that one, uh, who wrote in suggesting myo inositol and i credit that along with vitamin d and omega-3 regime that i was on to getting my cycles regular again hope this helps uh and all for that listener stephanie uh wrote it before but me and my husband two kids plus the one kid on the way plus the in-laws 2500 square feet in seattle zero hot dogs in 2021 because during pregnancy stephanie finds them gross i get that um, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Yes, but it's also like, uh, you know, vouching for a cocktail, a drug cocktail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I like firsthand. Uh, firsthand vouch. Totally. Obviously, go based on your doctor's recommendations. Yeah, but it's like good to know that this did work for someone. Yeah. Um, all right. This is from Teresa. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm replying to the listener who's pregnant with twins and sent out the Vasa Previa signal. The number one suggestion I have for you is to join the Vasa Previa Awareness Facebook group, which is people sharing their experiences with this diagnosis. Vasa Previa is a rare pregnancy complication around one in every 250 IVF pregnancies. That is really scary because any preterm bleeding or contractions can lead to bad consequences for baby, especially. I'm pregnant with my baby girl who was our last embryo from a round of IVF, and this diagnosis was a big shock. Besides joining the Facebook group, know that it is common to have at least a few weeks antepartum hospital stay because of need to be close to the OR in case of an emergency C-section. Along these lines, I was happy that I gave my boss a heads up that I might have some complications and have to go on leave sooner so that when I went to the hospital at 28 weeks, it was less of a shock. You should also make sure to be under the care of an MFM or a high-risk doctor and that they are doing transvaginal ultrasounds with color Doppler to track this condition. While this is a scary situation, know that getting diagnosed is the best thing for the health of you and your babies. All the best, Teresa, in 1,200 square feet with a husband and two cats and baby due to arrive in May. Or, alternatively, Teresa in 200 square feet in the hospital. No pets allowed here. (laughs) Uh, An MFM. Uh, Maternal fetal medicine doctor. In other words, a high-risk doctor. Not my favorite murder. I was like, I thought it was motherfucking medicine doctor, which would be like the best name. Oh. Motherfucking medicine doctor. Or a high-risk doctor. (laughs) 
Um, I like the transvaginal ultrasounds with color Doppler. That's got to be bullshit, right? No. The color Doppler, I mean. I mean, she she mentioned it, so I feel like it's got to uh, be a thing. Red resonates at this frequency. So Look. we've developed a situation. Look, I don't know. Um, right. Teresa, thank you for sharing all this information. And we are really wishing you the best of luck with the continuation of your pregnancy. So here, here, there, there. Best of luck. Um, all right, we're going to take another short break, and then we shall return. We're giving you another opportunity during the break to pre-order Dory's book. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Dory, do you find anything in the house you'd like to give away for a pre-order? Um, no, but I mean, I would love to get rid of like most of the stuff in the house. So maybe that should be a pre-order incentive. Come <laughs> clean out our house. <laughs> if you pre-order the book, you can come clean out our house. You can take anything in our house. <laughs> um, I'm like not even really joking. Okay. Um, we have so much stuff. It like, I feel like the walls are like caving in on me. It feels like I'm having a night terror in the daytime with all the stuff that's in our house. Okay. What do you need? Less stuff? Yeah. Done. Okay. (laughs) All right. This is from Anonymous. She writes, when I first met my husband, he was adamantly against having kids and I was on the fence. Prior to getting married and after a lot of back and forth, he decided that if I really wanted a kid, he would get on board with that. It took me two year, two more years to finally decide, yes, I do in fact want a baby. Being in my mid-30s at the time, I knew that achieving pregnancy may not be straightforward, and we both decided that if it didn't happen naturally, we would just be that child-free couple who traveled. I envy that child-free couple that travels. What? The child-free couple that travels? Yeah. I envy them. Oh, yeah, sure. I get it. Fast forward over two and a half years, three IUIs, and one round of IVF later, I've realized just how much I want to have a child. Our first retrieval resulted in three blastocysts, two complex abnormals, and one low-level mosaic. My mosaic was a trisomy 1 and trisomy 19. After consulting with a genetic counselor and our RE, we decided to proceed with transferring the mosaic. My RE was willing to transfer because she wasn't confident that another retrieval would achieve better results. I'm a member of the Mosaic Embryo and the Abnormal Embryo Facebook groups. There are many people in the Mosaic group who have successfully achieved pregnancy and ultimately had healthy babies. Although this was encouraging, it seemed like most successful pregnancies occurred with only one chromosome impacted rather than two. So my expectations for success were low. Our embryo was transferred on April 16th, and I'm currently five weeks pregnant. Because miscarriage rates are higher for both my age and with mosaics, I still have several weeks to go before I can relax, but I'm grateful to be where I am today. Best of luck, anonymous in Portland, Oregon, 2,700 square feet with two humans, two dogs, two cats, and no hot dogs in 2021. Well, look, I'm delighted that you're coming along. I think if uh, ultimately you, this, I think the second this child is born, hot dogs all around. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Hot dogs for everyone. Hot dogs. Except the child, because apparently hot dogs are the number one choking hazard after popcorn. Yep. That's true. I gave Henry popcorn at Disneyland. Dory, yeah. Dory was very angry about it. Yeah. So then he mom- wanted popcorn. So then I had to sit there and take all the kernely parts off. Yeah. And essentially, it was a pain in the butt. But you know what? It made the boy happy. It avoided uh, choking hazard. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I got a lot of that in my teeth. You did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I saw a lot of little kids eating popcorn. Yeah. And then what did you think to yourself? I thought to myself. Boy, everyone else is terrible. We're the if, best. What if they choke? They won't. We don't know that. I think they'll be fine. All right. Then they'll just drink water out of their sippy cup. Okay. <laughs> or out of a bottle like Henry. <laughs> he doesn't. You're going to make people think that he drinks out of a bottle. Oh, no. Dory <laughs> gave him a, the, the bottled water today yeah, and that he was, she had at the park. He was he really was, into drinking it. Just like re- He like really needed to like have his space to drink it. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, everybody calm down. I'm going to try to drink this water now. <laughs> All right. This next email is from Elizabeth. Any tips on helping a toddler through childcare transitions after recently going through one with Henry? My mother-in-law lives with us and has been watching our 21-month-old, 21-month-old pretty much since birth, but next month, Yaga moves out and our daughter starts daycare. We've started talking to our daughter about what's coming up and added children's books about going to preschool slash daycare to the rotation, but would appreciate any advice. Thanks for all that you do, Liz. P.S. Scrolled off my previous email right before bed and forgot to say, sending good vibes for baby number two and so excited for your book, Dory. Got my pre-order in. Also gifting copies to family and friends. Sounds like you're in luck because there's multiple pre-order incentives. Liz, thank you so much. You are a true egghead. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we, we went through something similar. Our nanny wasn't living with us, but um, she had been with us since practically since Henry was born. Um, the advice that we got was actually to not over-prepare them. Because they don't really have a concept of time. So when, you know, when you say to them like, oh, Yaya's going to be moving out in a month and you're going to start daycare, like they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So the advice that we got was to start like three or four days, not actually not even two to three days like before her last day. Mm-hmm. And just be very like calm and matter of fact about it because they also pick up on your anxiety. So if you're anxious about how she's going to react, she will pick up on that and then become more anxious. If you're just very kind of like matter of fact about it, like Yaya's going to be moving out and you're going to be going to school with some other kids. Like I think the key is to kind of keep things just calm and direct. Um, And, you know, I think you can also say we're going to miss her very much. We're still going to see her. She's just not going to be living with us, I, I assume. I assume she's not like disappearing or moving across the country. Um, and, you know, it's okay to be sad about it. It's okay to be sad if that Yaya's leaving. Um, and then on Yaya's last day, you can have a little like goodbye party slash like, it's almost like a little ritual ceremony type thing. We had a little um thing for holly i made a video of 
like a lot of pictures of them and set it to music and they watched it together. So that might be a nice thing you could do or make a photo album of the two of them together. I gave um, Henry and Holly framed pictures of the same picture of the two of them together along with Holly's dog, Molly. Um, And, you know, the first few weeks after Holly left, he would pick up the picture a lot and look at it. And, you know, he wanted to look at it a lot. And I think that really helped because it just sort of like, it was something, you know, if he missed her, he could look at the picture. Right. Which Um, he did. Which he did a lot, a lot of the time. Um, that we did. No, what, what, silly what am I goose. saying? What am I saying? <laughs> you were supposed to say. So yeah, those are oh, some of the okay, things that got we it. did. All right. I just had to. I accidentally had uh, paused the recording for about half a sentence, mm. and I went back to that sentence and I didn't played it for you Dory. Cut the whole thing. Oh well, there you go. She was just trying to do a nice little spot edit, and here I was going, no, no, no. Anyway, those are some of the things those, we did with Holly. With with Henry and, Henry. and Holly. And they seem to work. Um, you know, he, again, like, I do think he missed her, but telling him about it and the pictures and that just all seemed to help. Um, and then the transition to a new caregiver was pretty smooth. So I hope that that is the same for you guys. Yeah. Um, all right. This last email is from Laura, who we heard from last week. Her, remember, she called I mean, with a hold voicemail. Hold on to your pants and socks and hats and everything, because Laura's back with more news. And and so what? Matt, Matt and I were both like, she sounds so much happier. Yes. So she wrote us. Um, Hi, guys. Yes, Dory. I'm noticeably happier. You two are not the only ones to point that out. I'm 105% sappier now when I gush about him. Matt wondered if we met through the weight loss program. We didn't. He was just in the starting stages and it was great common ground. It was a wonderful connection. He needed someone with understanding about the changes in his life and I needed that accountability to make good choices. Support Hmm. really is the greatest tool in weight loss and life in general. I digress. We actually met on Tinder. Oh, so did we. So did we. We are both both so thankful and grateful to the app. It's a funny story because when I gave him my last name, he asked, are you related to so-and-so? I told him, yes, that it was my brother. He proceeded to tell me that in his dead life, the time before he transitioned, that he dated my brother. Wow. (laughs) That is wild. He said it made it easier to talk about his past that I already knew. Life works out funny sometimes. We are in the process of interviewing some known donors so we can get started after we get the results of my biopsy. So excited. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for the pre-order incentive episode. Thanks for waiting. It's going to be amazing. Bye. Well, hang on. You don't know that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it already is amazing. It's been written. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is he supporting me, you guys, or yes. is he undermining I'm me? I'm here for this for the pre-order incentives. Okay. I'm here for you. The new daily podcast for me. Wait. Now that, wanna, that now that that uh, should we just do it on now the same that feed? IP is no longer uh, active. Should we do that on the same feed? We have the logo and everything. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to me. Hashtag thank you. Talk about my hopes and dreams, even Hashtag though my, hopes hu- and dreams. my husband is mocking me. Hashtag sellers. And <laughs> Hashtag sellers. Could be a C. 
Could be an yeah. S. We don't okay. know. Will we be wine sellers? And a reminder that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com slash adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month in addition to the back catalog of episodes. So here we go with this episode's batch of names. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Hillary Berry. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manilovich. Julia Schulenberg. It's Schulenberg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kane McCall. It's McCall. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine Linne. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestre. Christopher Fanegi. Laura. Laura Dodge. LFB. Liesel. Linnea Wynn. Lisa. Liz. Marlo Coke. Cock. Koch. Koch, I think. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Versad. Melinda Phelps. Michael Roth. Michelle Kitz Miller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly Schranz. Mariah Adamic. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Patricia Faust Rezig. Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. R. Ham. Robert Olson. And Robin Kilgo, thank you for being patrons, and thank you for enjoying your bonus episodes. And everybody else, you want a bonus episode? Pre-order Dory's book. Yep. Thanks for waiting, but don't wait to pre-order. Thank you. We'll be right back tomorrow, next week. What? We'll be back in a week. Bye. Bye.